0: Hey everyone, it's Millie. It's Gabby. Welcome back to another week of Change by Degrees, and we have another special interview today. Our guest today is Crit, creator and owner of Soothy Journals. She is a fellow creative and is passionate about taking journals and making them a deeply individualistic item for every person. According to her bio on her website, she says... I have moved a lot in my life, but the one thing that was constant no matter where I lived was that I always had a dedicated workspace filled with journals and other tools for creative expression. So I wanted to create a brand that makes products that inspires all that creativity.
1: She continues, a journal can be so much than just pages bounded together. It can be that deeply personal space with no limitation that allows you to be as free and creative as you want without judgment. It can be that safe space where you don't have to follow rules and limit yourself. We are so excited that we got to interview Crit. Um, you can check out her website at Soothy.com, S-O-O-T-H-I.com, and follow her on Instagram at ShopSoovy. Okay, so to start with, um, why don't you just tell us about yourself and uh, how your company got started and kind of why you wanted to start this company?
2: Sure. Um, let's see. I am a an immigrant. <laughs> I migrated to... The United States with my parents when I was nine. Uh, So I've always been in this space of, you know, am I American? Am I Indian? I'm always trying to like figure that out. And it's a very difficult uh, uh, thing to maneuver, right? Because your parents are of a different identity, and then you are of a different identity. So you're constantly trying to find that community and where you fit in. And I guess uh, part of my journey is deeply, deeply rooted in that. Uh, When I was in college, I um, was having a great time. really enjoyed it. I went to college in Atlanta. I was studying business. And then it just occurred to me my second year that, you know what, I was completely out of touch with my heritage. I was forgetting how to speak the language. I had definitely forgotten how to write it. And I it just didn't sit well with me. I was like, this is a really important aspect of who I am and I really need to figure out what that means. So I convinced my uh, professors to let me take all my humanitarian credits that you have to take, like I think 15 of them, by uh, traveling to Southeast Asia for the entire semester. (laughs) And they were like, so you're kind of building your own study abroad program. I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, And they were were completely fine with it. They're like, okay, I think this is a great idea. You should do it, which was so surprising to me. So I took a semester and I just went to India and I didn't really have a plan. I was just like, I have tons of family and I just want to connect. I want to see, I want to explore, I want to learn, I want to connect. And it was probably one of the best things I did for myself because I got to understand this entire aspect of my culture that I had been ignoring, right? Reconnect with history and um, so much of like what our world is today comes from like these ancient cities that are still there and thriving and getting to see those places in real life and I remember thinking even then that um, I'm coming across all of these like paper making techniques and fabrics and you know, tools and designs and uh, create creative like outputs that, are just unbelievably amazing and I want to do something with that in my future. So I kind of always had that in the back of my mind where I thought there was an opportunity. I just didn't quite know what that opportunity was. So this was back when I was like 20. I come back to the United States. I finish my uh, undergrad. I get a great job. I work in that job. And then I decide I want to go get my graduate degree. I go and get my graduate degree in marketing and I continue working. And throughout this whole period, I think at this point, I'd worked like eight, nine years in corporate America. I just kept feeling unsatisfied. I was just like, you know, I'm not getting what I want out of my career. I am working super, super hard. I'm working like 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I went and got my graduate degree. I'm killing it. I'm doing the best I can. But I doesn't feel like I have control over anything, especially not where my career is headed. And that did not sit well with me. I did not want someone else to decide when I was going to grow, how much I was going to grow, where my career was going to go. And I felt like that's what I was doing. I was letting other people decide all of that stuff for me. So uh, I started talking to my family members. I started talking to my fiance at the time. And I was just like, I think I'm ready to kind of take the leap and start something on my own. It, it It's something that's always uh, captured my interest. I had been too reluctant and scared to do it. But I was like, if I don't do it now, it's going to become too late. I'm going to have more responsibilities in life. And then I'm never going to do it. And he was completely gung-ho about it. My parents were like, you know, it is a Difficult decision, but I guess you can always go back and get a job, but you can't always do this. Hmm. I was like, yep, you're absolutely right. And uh, that was it. I just was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it. Um, I looked at my skill set. I was good at marketing. I understood branding. I understood uh, e commerce. And then I also was like, okay, you know, that trip that I took to India, like, years ago, I came across all of these manufacturers. I kind of got a sense of how business is done there. If I go again, maybe I can establish something and I can figure out how to build this company. I didn't have a product in mind. I just had a business in mind. Mm-hmm.
1: That's honestly so cool. I think like, it's really interesting what you said about kind of being really unhappy with the way that you were um, kind of separated from your heritage you're separated from what your family was like, what you knew so well that you thought you knew. And then you were kind of like, you know what, I feel really disconnected. And like the way that you kind of merge those two things together, which is like rediscovering kind of your heritage, as well as being an American, as well as being like wanting to open this business. Like, I think that's really interesting. So, so then how did you kind of get to the conclusion of, of what you now have, which is these amazing can I say like amazing journals that are so well made and I think they're just like so well made and this is why we like shopping small business because you know that the product Mm. you get is quality so how did you kind of get there
2: So when I first started the journal, uh, first I started the company, I uh, sent a network, like I reached out to almost everyone I knew, like seriously, everyone I knew, my parents, friends, my parents, like college buddies, I reached out and I told them, Hey, I'm starting this company. I'm trying to figure out these a product. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't really know which product I wanted to go into, but I knew I wanted to go into a physical product and I knew it needed to be um, sustainable. That was extremely, extremely important to me. So people started kind of connecting me in their network. And it's amazing how helpful people are if we just put ourselves out there and ask for help. I think so many times we are reluctant and we start writing this narrative in our head about how people are not going to help us. And then when you actually do it, people are overwhelmingly happy to help you. And um, that was just amazing. And that's when I came across this um, nonprofit organization that was helping these, uh, this community repurpose material into sustainable jewelry. And so that what they were doing were they were taking coconut waste and they were turning it into jewelry. They were laser cutting it and making it into this like very beautiful, 100% sustainable jewelry line. And I just thought that was so cool. I was like, Mm. oh my gosh, you know, sustainable, uh, recycled, you're helping a small community. It's women owned everything like check, check, check. And I was like, all right, let's go ahead. Let's move forward in this, um, that did not go well. It <laughs> did not go the way I planned. I uh, I think I jumped into it way too quickly without really thinking mm-hmm. it through. And one of the challenges that we came across is, yes, initially people loved it, but we just weren't in the position to grow. Like mm-hmm. The supply chain wasn't there. The material quality wasn't there. So one time someone will get an earring that's like one inches, and the second time they'll get an earring that's like two inches. And I'm like, okay. I don't know how to bring this level of consistency. <laughs> I would have to go back and create this entire manufacturing system with this community that speaks a different language, they work in a different way, and I don't have the resources to do this. So about a year of trying to make that happen, seeing successes, but being very um, realistic about the future of it, I decided, okay, that's this is not the way to f- go forward. Like. I am too young, and I don't have enough uh, too young as a business, and I don't have enough resources to really invest in the growth of this business. And I'm not going to succeed. And I'm not at the end of the day, I'm not going to be able to help anyone if I just crash and burn. So I started thinking, okay, what do I do now? Do I just go back? Like this was a failed effort. I go back and uh, I go get a job again, or do I pivot and do I go in a different direction? And it just i realized i had so much fun in that one year doing everything that i wanted to do and it was a success in so many ways you know even recognizing that okay this product doesn't work was a success because it's a testament to what I knew and my ability to make that very tough decision. So I decided, no, I'm going to pivot. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, okay, what are all the positives and negatives of this jewelry line that I started? And the positive was I loved the aspect of sustainability. Um, I loved everything the brand was standing for. I was able to help all these people for the small time being that I did do it. The negative was I went into a very new industry that didn't have the resources and the existing knowledge base and you need that to grow. And the other thing was there was only, there was only like one manufacturer that was doing this. So I was completely tied to that one manufacturer. And if he was being impacted, I was being impacted. Uh, so I was like, okay, I want to go into a line where I can, it's already existing. I can just go in and add my, um, understanding of sustainability, add my understanding of, you know, uh, socially conscious community, add my understanding of branding and design into it. And then I started looking into it and I realized I love paper products. Like I've always loved it, right? Mm -hmm. I have been that person that collects pens. I mean, to this day, I have a box (laughs) full of pens and I have notebooks and I love paper. And even in my, on my trip to India, I would go into these stationery stores and I would constantly buy like wrapping paper and tags and uh, journals and all the stuff because it's just something that made me so happy. And so this is like, why don't I go into this? Like, it's I, obviously in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't like everybody says that nobody uses paper anymore and we're all moving towards like technology and gadgets. But I have a feeling that that's the wrong narrative. I think people do still use paper. Um, I think that it's never really going to go away because it's such a mind body connection, right? Everything that's in your mm-hmm. mind comes through from a pen into a piece of paper. So I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. I love it. I'm going to go ahead and do this. And so then I started the whole thing again. I reached out to everybody I knew. I was like, do you know any manufacturers? I have these journals. I kind of want to create my version of these journals. Um, You know, I took the ones that I had that I hadn't used and I put them on my website. And I was like, let me just see if people actually like this, right? And I had like five units and they sold, they sold right away. And people were like, oh my gosh, I love these. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So if people are willing to buy the ones that I just had on hand imagine what I could do if I went completely forward in this direction so Mm -hmm. I basically restarted the entire business I think um late 2016 with letting go of all of the jewelry fashion accessory thought that I had and branding and everything that I did and shifting it into a paper products stationary brand so that's kind
0: of how we ended up here today Wow. That is so cool. I mean, I think there's a lot to learn from your adaptability, like to be able to put something completely away that you thought would work and then just reshift. Um, that takes a lot of courage. Um, but we enjoy your products now. So that obviously was, was the right decision and actually talking a little bit more about, Your trip to India, which is fascinating to me. I mean, I've never studied abroad, but I think that's something that you can take so much from. Um, But connecting with your heritage, I'm from Puerto Rico. And I know that the few times I visited the island, I've just learned so much about myself and and who I am as a person and my culture. And I'm curious if you were able to take any specific methods or or materials um, that you learned about during your time there, or if not even something specific that you use in your company now, but just something about the culture, how you work, that has impacted you as a businesswoman? I'm curious.
2: So when I I was clearly born there, I moved to the States when I was nine. And when you're born there, you kind of like don't look at it from a certain perspective that you uh, get to look at things when you've lived away, right? You get this new, fresh perspective, almost from an outsider looking in. Um, So that was a really great thing that I got to experience when I was in my 20s and I went back because I had this outsider perspective where I saw things that were done in America. I was very much an American, approached things from an American standpoint. And then I also saw how this culture worked. And I was like, oh, this is where I fit in. Oh, this is where I can like address these things or understand these things. And one of the things that became abundantly clear is, um it's a very patriarchal society, right? It is uh male dominated. The businesses are mostly run by men and it became clear to me that I'm going to be working in this environment. Most women don't do what I'm doing. These men are not used to talking to women. They're used to talking to men. Even today when I get like um you know people trying to sell me paper, they automatically assume that I'm male, or they'll automatically send an email to my dad because they think it's my dad's company. It's not. It's mine. And not really being, um, I guess, just understanding where they're coming from and changing my approach to it, where it's equal parts being very assertive in terms of what I want, but also very understanding because these, a lot of the time they're not used to working with women. So I'm coming in there and I need to have that understanding and have that conversation where I am coming off like very approachable, but also not someone that you can just walk all over. Yeah. So that was definitely a component of it. The second component of it was I, uh, it was really important to me that I worked with manufacturers that understood um, social responsibility and they created a safe working environment. Uh, countries like, you know, in Southeast Asia, India, Pakistan, all these countries do not have proper OSHA regulations. They do not have proper manufacturing regulations. And that's part of the reason why they can keep things costs so low. I did not want to participate in that. I know how hurtful that can be for the laborers. And I felt that, okay, even though I'm a small company, I can still make some somewhat of a difference if I make a choice to go work with the manufacturers that are doing this on their own accord. So hmm. with that partnership, I made sure I worked with people that treated their employees really well, that created a safe working environment, that paid people the right amount of money, that were willing to work with me in terms of sustainability. They didn't just want to push me the product that they had. They understood where I was coming from. And then the other thing that I wanted to do was I really wanted to elevate the artists that are there, that are preserving these century old techniques of paper making and carving and hand tooling. um, And they're not getting the recognition. And I was like, no, this should be recognized because this is like, this is something that someone's family has been doing for hundreds of years. And that in itself is an unbelievably beautiful story. And I want to be able to help preserve that and keep it moving forward. So those were some of the perspectives that I went in with. And I think that that I was able to have those perspectives because of my upbringing in America. And because I'm, I so hugely believe that I am very much American, that I could go in and I could, you know, have those conversations, but come in with this perspective.
1: That's so cool. I think it what you said is just so important because like you talked about elevating the society and elevating and honoring really like the century old works that, you know, people have meticulously come up with. And it's not just something that's going to be like mass manufactured. You're like, no, I care about how this product is made. And I think that's so important. it also is very, it speaks to the product that you sell, right? So like, um, you sell journals and like with these beautiful journals and like the technique that you do to make them is just as important because when you sell it to somebody, what they're going to use it for is something that's also centuries old, like writing. And like, putting ideas down and having ideas. And so I think that they just go so hand in hand so well. And when you respect one, then the other is also going to be quality, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just really love how those two things kind of are synonymous with each other. Um, So then how, how do you perceive like the importance of journaling? Like, because obviously like I'm the same way as you, like when you were talking about like you love paper goods and pens and all these, like, that's me. Like, I, it doesn't matter if I have like, five journals in my house, I will go buy another one because it just like, it just, I love all these like stores like paper source and, and all this stuff, because it's just like, I just love it all. And I don't know why it just, I just do. But um, so I'm the same way in the importance of journaling and writing things down. So how do you kind of like approach journaling? Why do you think it's important? Or why do you think that it's something that people should still have a hand in, even though we do have all this technology, and we can just type everything?
2: I've always journaled my entire life. Um, I was just one of those kids that had just had a lot of emotions, and I needed an outlet. So it was that you know, that teenage journal that comes with a little lock. I had that journal. And um so I've always journaled. I journaled through college and it was mostly just ramblings about my day, about my feelings, the boy that I liked, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then um in my twenties, like when I was working in corporate America, I kind of just didn't have time and I stepped back and I stopped journaling. And then we started this business, um, it was just so much. You know, starting a small business, growing it can be exhausting. It's like you're working around the clock. And then I decided to get a life coach uh, nutritionist. And she's like, semi life coach nutritionist. And her thing was, Oh, I need you to journal every day. And I was like, Oh, right, like, I should be journaling at what it like, it occurred to me that I had stopped this habit. And I didn't even know that I stopped this habit. So she kind of reminded me that I needed to pick it up again. And what she did was she gave me a little bit more structure in terms of the way I journaled, which is absolutely uh, profound and it has truly made a difference in my life. And the way I journal is in the morning, five minutes quiet time, right? This is right before everybody wakes up and the chaos starts. You take five minutes for yourself and you write down your intention for the day. And it can be, my intention is to listen more today. Or my intention is to say yes a little bit more. It can be just something that you say you want to do in your day. And then you'll realize that subconsciously you're already doing it throughout your day. Like you're listening more, you're saying yes more, you're being open to new ideas. So it's, It has that power because when you write it down, you're talking to your subconscious. Like it's coming from your conscious, going back into your subconscious. It is a very physical connection. I mean, if you think about it, how many times have you just written something and you've not even realized you've written it? You're like, oh you know, I just was like in a trance and I just sort of wrote this and I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote this. Right. Um, it doesn't happen when you're typing it into a keyboard because you have to be very purposeful when you're typing it into a keyboard. Um, as opposed to when you're writing, you can kind of, your mind can kind of disconnect from your physical writing and then reconnect. I don't know if that makes sense, (laughs) What I'm describing. So That is the one thing that I do. And then the other thing that I do is right before going to bed, you write down your three wins for the day. And this is so great and so helpful in helping build your self-confidence, right? Because we don't celebrate our wins. We're often, oh, you know, I could have done this better. Oh, you know, that's great. But our... Oh, you know, I I was supposed to do these three things and I didn't do them. But let's change that narrative. Let's talk about the three things that you did do because life is hard. Lots of things happen. And we need to take a moment to celebrate all the positive things that we did do. And even if it's something simple like, hey, I drank enough water today. Great. Let's write it down. It's a win. You drank enough water today. You've been telling yourself you're going to and you did it let's celebrate that. Or it's something like, hey, you know what? I took a 20 minute walk or I caught up with all my emails. It's a win. And it's like, just writing it down helps us change that narrative where we are so critical of ourselves into, hey, let's celebrate me, celebrate everything that I'm doing and the progress steps that I am taking, because we are moving forward. And the more we celebrate how much we're moving forward, the more further we're going to be able to get. So that's kind of how I journal and (laughs) encourage other people to journal.
0: Go, no, those are two great tips. Like you actually talking about what effect journaling has had in your life. I mean, I know for me, it's been always a hard habit to keep and having a nice journal helps me keep it. Um, But having structure, like you said, I think is something that's very important for a lot of individuals because I think people are so afraid of the blank page. but having something that you know you're going to write, even if it's one thing in the morning and then one or two things at night, I think really, breaks down that barrier for people and I think when we're starting to have that conversation number one on, on an intention and then also what are your wins I'm curious on how this relates to mental health I know that you talked to to a therapist or a counselor I'm not sure what you've mentioned but um How do you think journaling can impact mental health, especially during a time like this when people really aren't having lots of one-on-one connection? Um, Have you been able to keep the habit? I mean, during all this craziness, has it helped you? Has it changed? Yes. And I think during this time, it
2: has helped me even more because... You know, everywhere that you look, if you go on Twitter, if you go on TikTok, if you go on the, if you hear a podcast or you hear the interview, it's all just like so overwhelming. And if you are a person, a person who has empathy, you're going to feel those things. You're going to feel like this world is ending. Like I have had those moments where I've been like, oh my god, everything feels like it's falling apart. And it's just, you feel so much. And so I think in moments like this, when you're feeling so much, journaling can be even more helpful because instead of taking in all that, oh, negative, 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 which is what the media does. Media focuses on the negative because they get more click-throughs. People engage more with the negative than they do with the positive. If you're taking in all this negative, you need an outlet for all the positives. And journaling forces you. And if you have these very structured way of journaling, it forces you to focus on gratitude, on the things that did go right, on the things that you can do, right? One of the things that you can do with journaling is in times of uncertainty, you can create certainty. By creating a routine, it helps you create certainty because certainty is about what you have control over. There's so much we don't have control over, but the things that we have control over, we can impact and we can influence. And journaling can help you understand what do you have control over can you impact it? Can you change it? If you can not impact it, you can't change it and you have no control over it. You just have to acknowledge it and you have to move on. And that has been very helpful to me because I um, definitely had this moment, I would say like a week ago where I just felt paralyzed. Like I didn't want to do anything because I just felt so sad about everything that was happening in this world. And then I had to just kind of tell myself, okay, I have no control. I have no Control over so many things that are happening in the world. What do I have control over? I have control over my business and how my business can participate in this current movement. I have control over where I like um, the the voices that I decide to elevate. I have control over amplify. Um, I have control over you know the. Quotes and the conversations that I want to have. And so that is what I'm going to do. And it took the time and I journaled it out. And I was like, these are the things I have control over. I'm still going to work out. I'm going to still eat eat healthy. I'm still going to go and do the best I can at my job. And I'm going to just, you know, use my platform to give voice to the people who really need um, to be amplified in this moment. And then I don't have, I can't do anything else about anything else. And that made me feel better. So I can only speak to my experience, but that's what I did.
1: Right. I mean, but I think it's still, I mean, equally important because like you said, like when you're able to kind of look at the two things, like what is certain and what is not certain, what can I have control over, what can't I have control over, and you kind of sit down and you write those things out, then, and you organize your thoughts, then you are able to make change. Like it's going to be really, really hard to participate in other people's um, issues or to help when you don't even know yourself like what is happening in your life like it's hard to reach out to others when you can't even you can't even know what's going on in your own mind so and i think that's i mean that's where journaling a lot like you said like comes into play where you have to just sit down and you know you have all these emotions and i'm another person who has like all these emotions that just go through my head every day for whatever reason half the time i don't even know why an emotion comes up but like sitting down and writing it all out and having a place and a safe place too. Cause a lot of times it's like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not an external processor, so I don't want to have to go say every single emotion to everybody and try to explain it and like talk it out and vent. So like my venting a lot of times is a journal or it's a notebook or something. So being able to sit down and write it out is, is just super important, I think. And you explained it really, really well. Like, you know, what can you do? Like, okay, well, once I organize all my thoughts, then I know what I have control over and like how I can help in this current um, whether it be COVID or black lives matter or whatever it is, you know, you can have a hand in it in helping, which is, which is really important. And I love how that's just all connected back to something super simple, but also not so simple like journaling. Um, So I really love that. And, and kind of going off of that, like, especially the climate that we're in now, how has this company that you have created and like you are, running like how has that either been more difficult during this time whether it be COVID or Black Lives Matter or trying to just like wrap your head around like what is happening right now like how has running this business gotten more difficult or how has it maybe gotten easier or you've kind of have like a new fresh set of eyes looking at your company and what it can do for others like how has it changed How has your perception of your company changed during this time
2: it's uh, it has it's honestly changing every day Every day is a new thing, right? Um, I went into this year with like so much growth and I was like, okay, all those things that I did in 2019, they're starting to pay off, like so much growth and then boom, a global pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're just trying to figure out, okay, so there were moments where everything kind of slowed down because I think rightly so, all of us were just too worried to... really think about anything else or shop online or do anything because we're just trying to figure out what's the deal here. Like, what are we supposed to do? So during that time, um, I also kind of just took a, uh, you know, backseat and I was like, let me just learn, let me just figure out what's happening. And once we figured that out, I was like, okay, this is definitely going to impact online businesses. You know, people are losing their jobs. The economy is going to be impacted. It's going to impact my business in some shape or form. And I just need to be upfront about it. And surprisingly, me being upfront saying, hey, we're a small business. We're doing the best we can. We are scaling back. You know, um, the people who do work in the warehouse with us, they have the safety protocols in place. Like as a small business, I am doing all the right things that I can. So my customers can feel safe and my employees can feel safe. And I'm creating a safe working environment. And I kind of just went out And I shared that. And to my surprise, a lot of people just were very appreciative of it and they came out to support us even more. Mm. And then the other thing that I noticed was a lot of competition in the space that we're in uh, paper goods and stationery is international competition. And because of COVID, a lot of those international brands weren't able to tap into their shipping lines and supply lines because everything was on pause. During this moment, because we are based in California, a lot of people were finally coming and finding our brand. And they were just like, wow, like everything is amazing. So it's almost validated me because all of these new people who discovered our brand were just blown away. Like text message, voice calls, emails. One woman wrote like a two-page review about the journal that she purchased. And I was like... I was just blown away by all of these people taking the time to tell me how much they appreciate everything that I'm doing and every little aspect of this uh, business that I have, you know, put a lot of thought and consideration in from like the packaging to the handwritten notes that go in every single order. So that was wonderful. And so we were just trying to like, Get our hands around that and figure out this new, um, you know, way of doing business. And then the whole Black Lives Matter movement started, and it's a really important movement. You know, it's very difficult conversations that we're finally having as a society. And now it's just trying to figure out, okay, where, what's our new conversation? You know, what what is appropriate to share? What is inappropriate to share? There's this larger movement that is happening, and is it appropriate to like? talk about our brand in this moment? like mm-hmm. How do we talk about it? And I, it's a struggle and I'm trying to do the best that I can. And one of the things that I really had to come to terms with was I have not been very good about putting myself as the face of this company. Um, I've had experiences in the past that like made me feel a little uncomfortable. So then I've just been like, let me lead with my products instead of with me and who I am as a person, and in the last week, I started owning that narrative. I started telling my story a little bit more. I started, you know, I finally put an about us page with my photo on it, which I had not done in uh, years because I was like, no, I think it's important for people to know that I am a person of color, and this is my story, and this is where I this is where I stand. And it's it's terrifying to kind of go out there and share. Where you stand and what you stand for because the internet is a breeding ground for a lot of just terrible people and people who are out there and saying really negative things because they can hide behind their computer screen and say like things that I don't think humans would say in real life to one another. And there have been moments in the last week where I'm going out there and I'm saying, hey, this is where we stand. We're donating color of change. We are participating in this way. This is where we are. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But this is who we are. And there's definitely been people who have used that moment to say something negative or troll us, you know, um, just create an uncomfortable environment. And so you're sitting there and you're like, okay, how do I handle this? You know, how do I talk to this person? How do I do I engage? Do I not engage? So it's 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 hard. That's that's really all I can say is it's hard and you have to think about everything that you're doing. And I think in this moment you just have to stand up for what you stand up for.
0: No, for sure. I, I think that there's a lot to learn from that too. I mean, when you were talking about having your products be the face of your company, which is actually really surprising because we had checked, I don't know if it was a month ago or a while ago and we're like, we can't even find a picture of her. I think we'd see like a video or two that I've logged on to Instagram live. Um, But I think that's so empowering and that's something that we can all learn like as a creative or as a small business owner, being able to kind of own up to yourself and who you are. Even though you're a small business owner, I think there's incredible power behind showing your face and and saying the things that you're saying um, because even you might have a a smaller audience because you're not a big corporate business but it has an impact Um, and we may not even know the full extent of that impact. Um, So I'm I'm just saying like I appreciate that you are kind of making that change And, and all these companies that we have been interviewing like that are putting their voice out there, I think it's really important and I hope you can inspire others to do the same. Has there been... Any days that you have struggled with people's comments? Uh, I'm. Curious, are you learning to kind of deal with that? Because I'm sure it's something you haven't had to deal with before. I think that
2: we are in a really great place where, you know, the journaling, stationary, art, and creative industry for the most part is just really nice people who are mm-hmm. who are very much in t- touch with their emotions, or they're trying to get in touch with their emotions. You know, and we're all about like. Art and colors and design and illustration. So, for the most part, I don't think this is a um, a space where people tend to be negative. I think overwhelmingly, people tend to be very positive in the space when it's all about like books and stuff. Um, But you know, it's just just sometimes there's a crossover. Sometimes there's people who are just looking to troll, and I think that's what's happening here. Is that there's just people who are never going to participate with my company. They're never going to purchase. They're never going to become, you know, a subscriber in any shape or form. They're just here to say something negative. And so that was one thing that I had to kind of wrap my head around where I was like, it's fine. They can say something negative. And now I'm just like, okay, if it feels like this person is maybe just not aware of the conversation, the grander um, issue in our society, I'm willing to have that conversation because I think in this moment, having that conversation is the most important thing is not being silent and having that conversation and shedding light to facts and information and resources and really stories of people who truly are suffering, right? I'm willing to have that conversation, but if it is someone who's just, just here to troll and be mean and put negativity into the space, I have, I'm not going to ent- entertain that at all. Like, I'm like, this is not the space for it. You're not welcomed. And that's kind of what I've decided how I'm going to move forward.
1: Yeah, and I I think making that, like, to differentiate between the two is super important. And I like what you said about kind of, like, you know, the narrative for your company, it might change depending on the social climate. And I think what you're doing whether it be talking about sustainability or whether it be talking about um, Black Lives Matter or COVID-19 and how you're ensuring that your customers feel comfortable and that your workers are, are safe in what they're doing. Like, this is all just, I mean, this is what is gonna keep your small business relevant and keep people coming back. Like, that's what people like. I think that's what people like to hear and like they like to see from a small business is that, you know, you're, you're not feeding into fear. You're not feeding into the people who are just being, nasty for no reason on social media it's like you know you're taking a stand for the things that you want to take a stand for and you're being active in how you help people and how you um, sell your product whether it just be something that's as simple as like what you just told us like a few minutes ago about journaling like that empowers somebody like I think a lot of people don't know where to start with these things and and the fact that you're so open about that and even if it's something as simple as adding a picture to your website like that makes a difference and I think it does empower a lot of different people who are even trying to start a business and just don't know where to begin, or they feel uncomfortable with putting um, themselves out there with their product. So I think what you're doing is is really cool and it's really amazing. And I, I, I'm I so glad that we got to talk to you and like hear your story and kind of how um, you started and, and where it is now. And like you said, it's evolving every single day and it changes week by week, especially during this really weird time we're in right now. So um, thank you so much for sharing all of that.
2: Absolutely, uh, you know. I hope you guys got something out of it. I hope I didn't ramble too much.
1: No, you're good, not at all. So it's really, really great that um, that you came on here and talked with us. Um, and do you have anything else to add? Any words of wisdom? What's your? I had. I do have a question. I have to say, what's your favorite like quote that you've put on a journal that you sell? Because you have That's so many.
2: <laughs> so uh, my all-time favorite is, "If a story's in you, it has to come out." That was actually one of our First, journals that I created, and it's one of our top selling journals. I guess a lot of people resonate with that. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's always been my favorite. And then the other one that I've recently really loved is the one that says, Grow through what you go through. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of where I am, where I'm like, Okay, you just go through stuff. And as long as you are willing to learn and grow, it's a really positive experience, no matter how difficult or challenging that experience was.
1: That's so cool. Love, I love uh, both of those. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, and also,
0: where could people find you? So we're on I Instagram
2: time. as uh, mm-hmm. ShopSuthi, S-O-O-T-H-I. Okay. Uh, our website is suthi.com, S-O-O-T-H-I.com. S-O-T-H-I.com. Twitter, ShopSuthi though I don't really ever tweet. Um, and then we're on TikTok. We only have like three videos. We're bi- we're just <laughs> trying to figure out what we're <do> <in that. laughs> We're like, uh, what's our strategy here? Uh, We're on TikTok. We're on Pinterest. If you go our website, you can find links to all our social media, but we're probably the most active and engaged on Instagram.
1: Okay, cool. Well, we will definitely link all of those things um, in our show notes and everything so people can find you. Um, Thank you so much once again, Crit, for coming on here and talking with us.
2: Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun chat. I really enjoy your podcast, so I'm glad I got to be part of it. Oh, good.
1: Well, thank you so much. And um, Change by Degrees, people, we will see you in the next episode. Next week. Yep.